Reading that scripture again, Psalms 125 in verse 2, as the mountains are round about Jerusalem. Jerusalem is surrounded on high sides by mountains. So the Lord is round about his people from henceforth even forever. Now, if you've ever had the police surround your house because you've done something wrong, you might have heard that. You're surrounded. And they might even say something else. Come out with your hands up. So that's really what we want to talk about this morning. There was a police officer that called the station on his radio. And he said, boss, said, go ahead. I've got an interesting situation out here. We have this house surrounded. This old lady just shot her husband dead. And the, and the boss said, why did she do that? This isn't real. This is a joke. But it could happen, right? She just shot her husband dead. And the boss at the station said, well, why did she do that? She said, well, that man just stepped on the floors that she had just mopped. And so the chief called back, said, you got the house surrounded? Said, yes, sir. Have you arrested the old lady? Came back. No, sir. The boss called back. Well, why haven't you arrested her? The cop called back. Boss, the floor is still wet. <laughs> You're surrounded. You know that we look at that and I'm not looking in a way of threatening in a way that we're surrounded by the enemy or surrounded by the police. The, the book of Psalms gives us good news. The gospel is good news. The Bible said as the mountains are around Jerusalem, you can't move those mountains, that God is around his people. Brethren, the Bible tells us that we are surrounded by God. You know that even the devil, I was talking about the devil today, and I said, uh, I was talking about Satan, and my, my daughter said, Daddy, you said that you don't even spell his name right. I said, Honey, I didn't spell it. I don't. When I write Satan, I put lowercase, and I misspell his name. Even when I was in Bible school, and I typed Satan uh, in my notes, I would misspell it. And a Bible school teacher came and said, Brother, I just want to share, you misspelled the word Satan. And I said, Right, I'd do that on purpose. I don't want to give him any glory. I'm not going to make him uppercase. He's lowercase and it's S-A-T-A-N-N-N-E or something like that. And I said, honey, I said his name. I didn't spell it. But Satan, the Bible says in Job chapter 1, came to God. And Satan makes a frank admission if we are able to hear it. Now, he's the liar and the father of it. But you know what? He said something that was true. You want to hear the devil say something that was true? The Bible said that he came to the Lord and presented himself before the Lord in Job chapter 1. You can check it out. And God said, have you considered my servant Job? I've got, I've got a man down there. And I can see Satan just kind of crossing. Have you ever done that before? You do this to try to show your attitude because you can't say something, so you cross your arms like this. I can just imagine Satan crossing his arms. Huh. And again, can you imagine God said, you got something to say, sir? And he said, doth Job fear God for not? 
You know, is he really your man because uh, uh, you just say it or, or is there a reason that he's your man? Now, notice what Satan said. And I'm misspelling it in my head as I'm saying that. Okay. The Bible says in Job chapter 1 and verse 10, Hast not thou made an hedge? Not a grass hedge, okay? We're talking about a wall. Satan said, Haven't, didn't you surround him with a wall about him and about his house? You know, I like those little stickers that say what you have protecting your house. You know, like, a, I don't know, safe touch or whatever. This house protected by safe touch. You know, I saw one. It was a sticker. And it said, this house is protected by the blood of Jesus Christ. You know, I say, well, that's not a company. Brethren, it's the biggest company in the whole world. It's called the Church of Jesus Christ, who's resurrected from the dead and seated at the right hand of God. And he's surrounding my house. And the Bible says, furthermore, Satan says, and about all that he hath on every side. That means you bless his car. That means you bless his investments. That means you bless his children. And notice what Satan said. Thou hast blessed the work of his hands. And his substance is increased in the land. What did the devil say? The devil came to God and basically said, God, you surrounded Job. I can't get to him. I can't mess with him. Man, it's good news to know that you're surrounded by God and the devil can't break through. Yes, he can lie to you. Yes, he can broadcast to you. Yes, he can try to put tricks in your mind. But I'm thankful that even the devil said, I can't touch him. Right, because just like MC Hammer, God said, you can't touch this. You know that when you belong to God, say, preacher, I just have a vision of parachute pants when you said that. You never had some of those parachute pants? Man, I couldn't dance, but I had some MC Hammer pants. When you grew up in the 80s, that's what you had, right? And let me tell you, they looked awful on me, too. You're like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> you know, last, last year's fashion looks bad, right? I'm next year's people, right? But you know what? It's coming back around again. Those bell bottoms are going to come back in sometime, right? Amen. <laughs> You're surrounded. You know, we tell our children, be aware of your surroundings. Amen. You know, as Christians, we need to be aware of our surroundings. Yeah. We need to be aware and look to the right and look to the left. The psalmist said, thou hast beset me before and behind. He said, you're behind me and you're in front of me. And he said, your hand is upon me. You know that I'm thankful that God said no one is able to pluck you out of my father's hand. And he said no one's able to pluck you out of my hand. You know what? We need to be aware of our surroundings that God said no one's going to take you out of my presence except for us. We need to be able to realize that we are surrounded. You know, in Christmas, the first Christmas, the Bible said the shepherds were there. They thought they were surrounded by sheep. They were up there on one of those hills on top of Bethlehem. And the Bible said the angel of the Lord in Luke chapter 2 came upon them. And listen, the glory of the Lord. Where did the glory of the Lord shine? It wasn't like a pencil that came through a cloud, right? One of those pencil lights that comes through. It said the glory of the Lord 
shone round about them. Isn't that the way God is? When God comes into our life, he just doesn't like sprinkle pixie dust on our face or something. When God's around us, brethren, God surrounds us. Have you ever been hugged by a big person and they just kind of wrap you up? I mean, you just kind of just stay there, like don't resist because they got you, right? Like when a little kid comes to a parent, you just wrap them up and pick them out the ground. Like that song, Simon, I'm wrapped up, tied up. Tangled all up in Jesus. You know, that's exactly what the glory of the Lord does. When you come to God, God wraps you up. And you become to realize you are surrounded. And they were afraid, right? They thought, say, preacher, this... I just want a religion for Sunday. God doesn't want a Sunday religion. God wants you to be wrapped up in his glory. And they were afraid. They're like, this is real. You know what? I'm thankful that God's joy is real. That God's peace is real. That God's love is real. And they were afraid. And the Bible said, the angel said, fear not. Behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to who? All people. You know, whether if you're a people... God's joy is to you. I'm thankful that nobody has the license to God's gospel. It's for everyone. Someone can say, well, this or that or the other, but I'm sorry, God's word says all people. And if you're somebody, you can partake of God's goodness. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. We're surrounded, first of all, by God's promises. God's promises. The Bible says in Genesis chapter 15 and verse 1, God speaking to Abram, he said, fear not. You know, sometimes when God speaks to us, he tells us, don't be afraid. (laughs) When God surrounds us, we're not supposed to be afraid. We're supposed to be full of joy. He told Abram, fear not. He said, for I am thy shield. He said, I've got you. Now, if God's got you, he's not like a shield that's just going to protect one little... If God's got you, a shield... Have you ever seen like Star Wars or sci-fi? I was talking to a young man. He said, I like sci-fi, science fiction. Well, let me tell you something that's not sci-fi, but it's literal. When God said he's your shield... Brethren, that's a force field. That's not some little round thing that a Viking has. When God's got you, he's got your front, your back. He's surrounding you round about. God's got you with his promises. He was telling Abram, don't worry about it. He said, I got your front, I got your back, I got your sides. You can go forward in joy. And the Bible said he believed in the Lord and he counted it to him for righteousness. Peter said, whereby are given unto us. In 2 Peter chapter 1 and verse 4, exceeding great and precious promises. Have you ever read the Bible and said, that's for me, and that's for me, and that's for me, and that's for me? When I, a couple years ago, we're coming up on Christmas, right? And I, I'm notorious for opening my presents before December 25th, since I was a kid, okay? Bad habit, right? So my wife, she changed all the names. She had a key, right? So the, huh? I was mom. So the presents labeled mom were for me. But I would have had to open everyone else's presents to find out and then guess which ones were mine. So it worked for a season, right? You stopped me for a little while. 
But you know that a lot of times, isn't that the way that it is? We, we think we're surrounded by someone else's promises. Like, oh, that's for that brother, or that's for that sister. No, healing's for you. Healing is the children's bread. The Bible said they're given unto us. The Bible said for unto us a child is born. The Bible said exceeding great and precious promises. Brethren, God gives them to all of us. The Bible says that in in 1 John chapter 2 and verse 25, and this is the promise that he hath promised unto us, even eternal life. Eternal life. So preacher, but what if someone takes your life? They can't take your life. They can just take my life and help me to get to heaven a little bit faster. You know that I'm thankful that God gives us a promise. You know, have you ever taken God at his promise? I'll take that. I'm going to take that life. I'm going to take that joy. I'm going to take that peace. I'm going to take the truth that God, you've got me surrounded. Say, preacher, aren't you worried about your house? What if someone breaks in? It's easy. Let me tell you, if you're there, if you're listening, somehow the windows upstairs are open. You can go right in. I've seen a cop kick my neighbor's door in with one kick. You think your place is secure for about five seconds, okay? If someone wants to break into your house, they're going in. What do you, do you have? Are you worried? No. God said, I'm surrounded. I'm surrounded. So, well, bad things happen, right? But if God lets something go, God, the one that gave me the same thing that I'm enjoying now, he can give me something better. I was talking to a single father years ago. And being a single parent's hard, okay? But he was bringing his son to church. And he, he told me, he said, every time I get fired, I get a job that pays me more. Well, is he realizing, you know, that God doesn't exempt us from hard times, but God has us surrounded. He's going to take care of us. And he was giving me a revelation that God was taking care of him, raising his son. We have God's promises. We're surrounded by him. Pick one out and take it. My daughter holds me to it. My daughter has a keen sense of justice. She got a telescope, so... She said, Daddy, you said we could take it outside. It was foggy outside, okay? Everything was, the stars were in the sky and there was clouds between the stars and us, which means you're not going to see anything. She said, but Dad, you said. I said, Preacher, what'd you do? I'm like, yes, I said. But it was under the uh, idea that we could actually see the stars, honey. We'll take them out at another time. You see, but my daughter's like, if you said, let me tell you, if God said something, He's going to hold to it. You can hold him to his promise. He can, he can take his word. But you said, if I come to you. But you said, if I give my life to you. But you know what? If God said it, it's just going to be that way. The Bible said not only is surrounded by his promises, but we're surrounded by God's power. God's power. Because preacher, you don't look like much. That's all right. I'm surrounded by God's power. You know what? If you're in a tank, you can be a little guy. You just got to pull the trigger, right? <laughs> or if you're a little guy with the radio, you can call air support, right? Those are the most feared people. You know, in, a, in, a, in an ambush, they want to take out the lieutenant. They want to take out the machine gunner. The enemy does. And they want to take out the radio, man. Because if they take out the radio, man, you can't call the friends in the sky. You can't call naval gunfire. But brethren, prayer is a privilege for every Christian. And it's the power of God. The Bible says, 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 5, who are kept by the power of God. What are you surrounded by? God's power. It's God's force field. The devil can't break it. 
And the Bible says, Now unto him, in Ephesians chapter 3 and verse 20, that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think. According to the power that works where? Inside of us. That we're surrounded by God's promises. We're surrounded by God's power. But he doesn't keep it separate from us. God infuses you with the power. You know, if, uh, remember in Bible school, someone would come to Bible school in their suit. And I'm like, oh, did you just eat fried chicken? Say, preacher, did they have fried chicken on their suit? Nope. You could smell the fried chicken baked into their suit. You ever done that before? You're like, how do they know? Because it's like an aroma. The fried chicken grease gets everywhere. It gets into your clothes. It gets into your upholstery. You ever take that fried chicken from somewhere and put it in your car? The next morning, you open your door. Fried chicken, right? But I'm thankful just like fried chicken. And thank God for fried chicken, right? But I'm thankful that just like God, if you put God around you, that essence of God it's gonna bleed everywhere and you know what the next day he's still gonna be there and on Tuesday he's still gonna be there and on Wednesday the power of God's gonna be there why because according to the power that works in us he says we're more than conquerors we're surrounded by God now we're also surrounded by God's peace God's peace you know man likes to declare war you know God likes to declare peace I'm thankful that I'm a a Christian because my wife and I are type A. Blood? No, alpha, which means aggressive. We're not like, oh, bless you. How are you doing today? No, we're not like that. We're like, hey! Both of my wife and I are like that, okay? And so what does that create? World War I, World War II, the conflict in Korea and the police action in Vietnam, you know, Gulf War. We, We got it all, right? Say, well, preacher, I thought your Christian's right. But you see, we can't stay mad at one another. We're both very, you know, we're both very on point. But you know, God comes in. And you know, we're surrounded by God's peace. Like, just like fried chicken, God's peace bleeds into our vocabulary. It bleeds into our house. The Bible says, for unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and a government shall be upon his shoulder. And you know, there's a lot of names that Jesus was going to be called. It said, wonderful, counselor, the mighty God, the everlasting father. Notice this, the prince of peace. You ever worry about something? God's like, hey... The waves are going on the boat. Jesus is asleep in the boat. And the Bible said the disciples were so worried. They said, we're going to die. Rise up, Jesus. And the Bible says, if you look in Mark chapter 4, he arose and rebuked the wind and said unto the sea, what? Peace. God declares peace. He declares peace in your house. He declares a cessation of hostilities. Not to say that you never disagree. If you have two type alphas, that never happens, preacher. Okay, we'll get two type alpha dogs and put them in a house. See what happens, okay? But that's what my wife and I are, two type alphas, and God has to temper it with peace. And then my daughter's a growing alpha. She's a lowercase a. Another one. So we have to tone her down too. We're surrounded. I'm just being real, brother. And we ain't the Waltons or Leave it to Beaver. My house is like everyone's got their ideas, right? And their hands are out. Like, we're going to do it this way, right? But you know, God declares peace. 
and we're surrounded by God's peace. And if I say something and my wife's countenance drops, I'm like, my daughter is, you need to go say sorry to mommy, right? (laughs) Amen. You know why? To keep the peace. God gives us peace. And you know what? It takes away my peace if I think I've hurt my wife's feelings. I would preach her. She should just deal with it. No. Women are different than men. You know, men like this old coffee cup. You can bang it around. It's got chips. It's got that black stuff in it. That it, co- it hasn't been washed in 10 years. It's got like stain, right, on the inside that ain't coming out even with bleach. It's in there. Women are the fine china cup, right? You can't take that and throw it on the ground. It's going to destroy itself. So many times I think my wife's a coffee cup, but she's a teacup. So what do you do? I need the peace of God. And if I want it back in my house, I'm going to have to show it to others. And I'm surrounded by God's peace. And the Bible said when Jesus rebuked the storm, there was a great calm. You know, there's a good calm, but, uh, you know, in times of good things that are happening. But there's a great calm when the peace of God is there. And you know what? You can have the peace of God in your house this season with Jesus. The Bible says in Philippians chapter 4, don't worry about anything. Be careful for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known unto God and the peace of God shall keep. You know what the word keep means? It means to guard. It means to surround. It shall keep your hearts and minds through what? Christ Jesus. Jesus said in John chapter 14, he said, peace I leave with you. You know what he said? My peace. You know that God lets, you ever have your kids like try on your shoes? They can't fit them, but they like go on and the little girls will take mommy's heels and the, and the little boys will take daddy's shoes and they'll walk around in them. You know what? God said, you can have my gospel shoes. You can have my peace. My peace I leave with you. He said, not as the world giveth, give I unto you. God said, peace. My peace is your, you ever heard someone say, mi casa? Su casa. My house? Your house. Just treat yourself like you're at home. God said, when I come to live in your life and in your heart, my peace can be in your heart and in your home. I read an account of some missionaries who went to the inner city. True story. And, and the other little kids would come to their apartment and fall asleep on the floor. <laughs> And they wondered, why are these kids coming to our house and falling asleep? Well, you see, this, this man and his wife were Christian. Their house wasn't full of arguing. Their house wasn't full of bitterness. Their house wasn't full of that, you know, that quiet you get when you try to freeze your other one out. Like, oh, I'm going to be quiet. Mm, mm, I'm not going to talk. Oh, no one look at anyone now. Because, you know, <laughs> you know so I'm going to be quiet. I'm just not going to say anything. It wasn't in that house. It was a house full of love joy and peace and you know what the kids would do they would come to that house and just fall asleep because they would have this enormous sense of peace that wasn't in their house that when people were arguing and people were fighting but here they would come to where the christians were and just fall asleep why because of the peace of god the peace of god he said let not your heart be troubled don't don't be afraid you know that bible says that you're surrounded what do we do when we're surrounded? You know what God said? He said, come out. He said, come out. Not out from, not out from God's protection, but come out from our inferiority. Come out from our fears. We can come out from the place where the devil said, don't do that or else. 
But we can come out, you know, that there was this, this trucker that he was driving in the desert, you know, kind of in the middle of nowhere. And this, uh, he was going to change lanes and this little Corvette cut him off. So the trucker sped up and cut the Corvette off. And it was an older man driving the Corvette. And he said, uh, trucker, Mr. Trucker, I'm so sorry. I didn't realize it, but the trucker wasn't having it. He yanked the old man out of the convertible, set him over to the side. And he said, stand right there. And he went back to his truck and he got a big piece of chalk. So he drew a circle around this old man and said, don't step out of that circle or else. And then he went back to his truck and he got a tire iron and he smashed the man's window. And he heard a giggle behind him. And he looked back and it made him mad, right? He heard that old man giggling at him. So he went and he found a baseball bat and he began to beat the man's Corvette. Beat the man's Corvette. Beat holes in the, in the fiberglass and in the metal. And he heard another sound coming. And he looked back and the man was like chuckling. I'm like laughing chuckling. And then made this trucker enraged. And he went and got a shotgun from his truck and began to just shoot the car full of holes, destroying it. And he looked back and the old man was like holding his sides. He was holding his sides, trying not to melt down. You know when you're trying not to just blow up and laugh? And the trucker went back and said, what are you laughing about? And the old man said, when you weren't looking, I stepped out of the circle three times. <laughs> you know, I'm thankful that God, he's got us. The devil says, don't move. God says, you can step out. You can have freedom. There's freedom in Jesus Christ. The Bible said, the angel of the Lord encampeth round about them that fear him. But the Bible says, he also delivers them. And the Bible said, taste and see that the Lord is good. When we trust in God and he said, man, I stepped outside the devil's circle and I can have joy on Monday. And the devil said, well, I'm going to take this from you. I can have joy on Tuesday. No one's going to steal my crown. The Bible says I can come out. When we realize God's presence, we can be fearless to advance in God's name and say in the name of Jesus, I'm going to do it anyway so the devil uses fear the devil's a bully you know what a lot of bullies are you know what bullies do bullies are someone that create a sense of fear in someone else but they do it through psychological manipulation oh they'll threaten you but they won't threaten you necessarily with violence they won't do the violence they'll just say I'm gonna do this the devil's the same way we just need to come out I remember in high school, I broke up a fight and uh, this man was getting beat down, okay? It wasn't a fight, it was a beat down. And look, I don't like beat downs. If two women are fighting, I'll let them fight. If two men are fighting, I'll let them fight. But if two or three guys are beating the dude down, no, I'm not letting that happen. That's not fair. Unless that single guy is like Bruce Lee and then Bruce Lee's gonna, and then I'll just record it with my phone, okay? But, so I broke it up. And some people didn't want me to break the fight up. They wanted this man to get beat down. So later, this man stops me outside of the school. And he was a big dude, too. Uh, he looked like a grown-up, right? And I'm, in, I'm just like a 10th grader or something. And uh, 
He said, was that you that broke up that fight? And I said, yes, you know. And he, he, he proceeded to threaten me. I said, preacher, what did you do? I looked at him. And I said, I said, how old are you? And he said, 18. And I said, okay, go ahead. Do what you want to do. You're going to go to jail. What was I telling him? I said, you can assault me, but then you're going to go be in your room for a long time with a gate shut. You know what the man did? Nothing. I called the bully's bluff. You know, you need to call the devil's bluff and say, you know what? I'm going to serve God anyway. I'm going to live for God anyway. I'm going to have my joy anyway. I'm coming out. And the, the last thing is, we need to come out with our hands up. No, not not surrendering to the devil, but we need to surrender to God. Say, God, I'm going to surrender this insecurity up to you. I'm going to surrender this inferiority up to you. I'm going to surrender this sin up to you. God, you're in charge and I'm coming out with my hands up. You see, the Bible says that we're compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses. Someone's watching your life. Someone's watching your life. The preacher, no one's watching my life. This, this big preacher of a big church, he was in a parking lot and a piece of trash blew out of his car. And he said there was only one car in the parking lot. And he was like, do I have to go pick the trash up? And he did. And then that one car drove up to him, rolled down the window, said, we recognized you. And we were going to see if you were going to pick that trash up or not. You know that people are watching our life. If we don't think they are, they are. And if you don't think you are, Facebook is watching, Twitter is watching. Okay, all these people, they know you're at church. They, praise God. But we can hold our hands up in worship. And we can hold our hands up in victory. God won the battle at Calvary. He said, it is finished. You know what? Isn't it time we bury the hatchet on that thing and say, it's finished. Isn't it time that we go and get that peace back in our house? Get that joy back in our house? Well, I'm surrounded by God. I'm going to make my house a safe place. A safe place for joy. A safe place for love. But I'll have to say the dirty word. I'm sorry. I say it all the time. Right, Sister Bigelow? Don't learn very fast, right? But I want the peace in my house. I want the peace in my heart. I want to be surrounded by God, and I want to keep it that way. Everything else can pass away, but His words shall in no wise pass away. But with heads bowed and eyes closed, let me give you some news today. You're surrounded. You're surrounded by God. And if you haven't made a decision to give your life to the Lord, you're surrounded by opportunities on Sunday morning. When you hear a preacher on the radio, when you read the Bible, you're surrounded to lay aside that sin that doth so easily beset you and to run with patience the race that is set before you. There's a great opportunity right now. Say, God, it all belongs to you. What you need to do is realize you're surrounded and come out. Come out. With your hands up in worship, with your hands up, surrender, say, God, my life belongs to you. My joy belongs to you. Not to the devil, not to circumstances, not to my family. It belongs to you. And the world didn't give it to me, and the world can't take it away. Let's find a place to pray.